everybody, welcome to the People's Cup. I'm going to be your host again. My name is Ray Garza, and today I am joined here with a really cool friend of mine. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Sam Wilmot. I'm a college student at the University of New Mexico, getting a degree in family child studies. But that's kind of just the uh, educational background, I guess. But more importantly, I enjoy making music and I I enjoy people. So I just love people and I love people to be vulnerable and I enjoy them to just have a space to be able to feel their emotions, like kind of at full capacity. And if I can make music to do that, then all the better. All the better. Yeah. yeah. So I've known Sam for a few years now. I mean, more than a few years. We did this thing called the Young Life together that we are both not involved in anymore, but it was just a cool space. I remember Sam used to make music kind of just, you know, just we, we talk about music and we talk about what his favorite style of music was. And then we also talked about the sense of like, okay, what is like, you know, actually creating looks like. And then he released a couple of songs not too long ago. Correct. Are they still out or you took them off? I know you said you're trying to change the no, style. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still out. And that was back in the summer of the summer of 2019. I released about three singles, but they're still on Spotify. I'm debating if I'll take them off or not, but it's, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So I thought they were sweet. Dude, I, I thought Sundress was solid. I really liked that song. We kind of still sing in the house sometimes because like the catch <laughs> was really good. The hook was great. It's catchy for sure. It, it is definitely catchy. It is definitely catchy. So Sam and I are going to do a little podcast. We're kind of just going to dive in a little bit about creativity, music, and kind of just more about life. But as always on the People's Cup, we drink what the people are drinking. I fucked up for sure. I didn't ask, <laughs> I didn't ask Sam yeah. what he wanted to drink. I totally spaced it as uh, he actually pulled up and I was in the middle of war zone. I thought <laughs> he was coming at seven rather than five, but it's good. I wasn't doing anything anyways. So I said, That's shit, let's see what we have. So I said, we have beer, we have tea, we have coffee. And Mr. Mr. Wilmot picked a pumpkin spice tea. And then he said, put sugar in it as the normal, like just a good amount. And I said, all right, cool. So that's what we're doing today, man. So if you want to cheers to that. Yeah, take a course, sip of bro. this random tea that I had in my pantry. It's been sitting there for I don't know how long. <laughs> and yeah, spicy, man. Spicy. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, this episode, again, is called On the Air with Sam Wilmot. Peace. But I don't mean to think about myself too much. And then it all just fades to blue. And, and we're back. Lies. All right, Sam. So I'm going to lead with kind of a kind of a softball here. Or maybe it's not a softball. but. What, what inspired you to become not just necessarily a musician, but just like an artist in general? Oh, dang, that's a, I'm going to try to dissect it. That's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, get, get into that mic too, man. <laughs> I'm trying. Though. Yeah, I hear you. I think that I don't, as far as music goes, I think I grew up just being like, um, I don't mean to like dampen the mood or anything, but like my parents got divorced when I was like maybe in elementary school. So I was I'm bad at math. I was trying to do it in my head. <laughs> You're right. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of free time and I wasn't very like emotionally connected to my parents. So I didn't have like a lot of like outlet for things to be said or anything or like people to speak for me in that kind of sense. So naturally, just like anybody else, I was just drawn to music to be able to like, this sounds kind of sad, but just like feel emotions or just be emotionally vulnerable somewhere. So I guess like the the first time I can remember where I was like super into music was I have a vivid memory of riding to Lincoln Middle School on the school bus, and I was listening to a hip-hop artist by the name of Lecrae. It's, it's Christian hip-hop. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't bag on. I still love. No, nah, no, nah, he has a good song. Lecrae is tight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, back then it was it was rough, but anyway, yeah. I was listening to him, and uh, like that was just where I used to, I guess, get all of my music fill in. And I just remember it's like constantly just being drawn to the way like music made me feel, and I enjoyed that people could make me feel some sort of way, and I've never met them before, and I thought that was cool and that it could open doors and allow people to yeah like I stated earlier just like provide a vulnerable space that wouldn't necessarily get uh provided for unless you listen to music dude I hear you man I I I am still a grown adult and I I'm I'm grown I mean I'm a grown adult and I still need to have music in every aspect of my life dude I like jam it to in the shower even like when I'm just like kicking it I'm just constantly want to listen to music and in the sense of like like you said it makes you feel some kind of way and an artist that I was been on been on for the past couple of years but i'm really like in this i don't want to say season because i hate that <laughs> saying but like i guess yeah. in this time of my life is devandra banhart i'm not sure if you ever heard devandra banhart uh-huh. he's this he's a gentleman he's uh he's a he's a a artist who sings in spanish and english he was um from he lived in spain he travels the world and it's kind of just like more folky love yeah. music but dude man it makes me feel like insane man and like even yeah. in the sense of like what you're saying like with rap it's like Dude, I remember growing up and like my grandparents being like, no, we are not playing rap yep. anywhere we go because yep. it's terrible. Um, and I'm like, I kind of get that because I, I hear rap now and I'm, I hear rap and I'm like, bro, this shit's fucking trash. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of understand it's, why it's, my parents are pissed, bro. It's definitely different. It's definitely different. But then there's, there's those artists who you know, identify in the rap genre of music that are just like phenomenal yeah. and make you feel like just so like, I don't know. I've, I hate to say the word alive, but that's kind of how you feel, man. Yeah. Like, dude, like in the sense of like, I mean, rest, rest is soul, man. But like Mac Miller, I will sit, God, in, I will sit in my room, dude. And I will just be listening to the, one of the most Mac, one of the most random Mac Miller songs and being like, damn, like I am so emotional right now. Like, I have no idea why it's just crazy how music makes you feel any kind of way in any sense. No, a hundred percent, dude. And to speak more on Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go and dive in a little bit on that. But to answer your first question more, creating. I started creating or at least had a hunch to create like music in general, probably when I was in high school. And there's like, obviously, you know, there's a big stigma around it. Like, Oh, like, yeah. Oh, you're a rapper. You probably have stuff on SoundCloud. I'm like, no, I don't. And it's like, I'm not horrible at it, or else I wouldn't do it. Like I have common yep, sense, yep, yep, yep. but creating in general, that's when I first like decided I want to create music, but I've always been in love with like photography and yeah, like basically any sort of creative field. I guess I've just always been drawn to it. Cause I enjoy like, it's the, it's the same principle of people being able to just like, uh, like, like we said, put out your emotions and you can convey that in a variety of different ways. It blows my mind. Well, do you like, I agree, man. I, I, you know, I try to keep this podcast, you know, far away as spiritual as possible, but I mean, yeah. like in the sense of like, we're, we're both believers and we both yeah. believe in God. But dude, I think in the sense of like, if we were created and not even the sense of you don't believe in God, if you believe in any kind of religion, regardless, we were created in some aspect. Yeah. And I think it would be a waste of our human life form to not create oh, because 100%. we were basically made, created to create. Yeah. we were, Yeah. I was just about to say that. And so like, I'm like, dude, I like love when people are like using their, any aspect of like, whether if it's music, artists, you know, painting, drawing, podcasts, like really anything. I'm just like, I love seeing people create stuff. Yeah, no, it's me so too. cool, dude. It's like one of my favorite things. I, I love going to like random stores here, like 
in Albuquerque and Knob Hill. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I know the person that this like art wall mm-hmm. is on and like, it's actually selling. So I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. And so the way, like in the sense of like creating, like dude, creating, it, it's something that I try to inspire everyone to do. Like realistically, dude, this podcast is just like a random little thing that I do yeah. in the side of my room. For sure. But in the sense of like, I just love hearing people's ideas and thoughts and creation. And so that's why I'm like, yo, yeah, let's talk to Sam a little bit about creating. And so in that sense, you know, Sam's old music, I'm not sure if you heard it. It's on Spotify under so swell. <laughs> but then you told me you're trying to get into a new type of music yeah, like and a new, a new type of genre and mm-hmm. sound. But kind of tell us a little bit about that. I, I think it's hard for me to touch base on that without like, like I told you this earlier, but without touching base on like how I felt prior making okay. music the first time. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us the whole thing, dude. Yeah. So prior to that, like I said, I was, I always wanted to make music and like actually put it on Spotify, get it distributed, all that good nonsense that nobody else cares about. But <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I released some music then and that was, it sounds kind of stupid, but like it was, it's kind of hard. Like yeah, it's being vulnerable. And like I said, there's a it stigmatism is, around it. So you put music out and everyone's like, like, what the hell is this? Dude, like, I'm like, with you. And that's just create, that's just creativity in general. So I put it out and the first song, Sundress, did a lot better than I thought it would. And I honestly think it's just because it's catchy, but. Uh, it is a good song. I, I think the hook is really well. I, I like it. I, I think I, I remember writing it too. I was, I was pulling into my house and I was pissed because I was like, I had writer's block like bad. And I was like, man, I'm never going to put anything out. Dude. This, like, this is never going to go anywhere. And I like can't do anything. And like doubt just settled in. And I pulled to my house and I was like listening to a beat, like as I do just when I just drive around sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I pull up and I, and the song says, uh, I don't even remember my own lyrics. It says, <laughs> it says peeking over fences. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like literally just staring at my backyard fence and I was like, like what, what can I write about? And at the time, obviously the song port- portrays the situation that I was in with a girl, but yeah, I guess that's like, it's, it's just odd how fast like inspiration hits mm-hmm. and, and the times that it comes at. Yeah. I don't remember what you asked me, I guess, first. Qu- <laughs> I said, so tell us about, like, uh, you said, like, how you were kind of trying to get away from that type of genre into this new genre you want to lead into. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I put that out, and then I put two other singles out, Dowtone and um, Don't Matter. And by the third one, like, people just, like, con- kept continuing to, like, tell me to, like, make music in a certain way or, like, do this, like, it'll sound good. Or like, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like your voice is really like this style and like comparing me to other people. And I was like, like, I'm me, I'm not Hoodie Allen or I'm not like X, Y, or Z. So I was like, nah, I was like, this, this isn't it for me right now. This has become something. It, what once was something that like brought me joy, and like mm-hmm. a lot of life was now stressing me out. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> for, for the moment, I'm done with this. So you think those three songs were very influenced about what other people wanted? Towards the end, for sure, especially dial tone, because like, okay, I mean, at the time, I was listening to like a lot of like Juice World and other artists that a lot of my friends are into, um, that are of that sound. Because I mean, those, I mean, don't matter in sundress kind of like match up, like as far as like genre and style go. But dial tone is kind of just like, it's just like a, it's the outlier and it doesn't really fit in. Okay. Um. But yeah, so, I mean, that's why I kind of stopped doing that, and then after like nine or ten months of kind of just like. Deciding if I really wanted to do it anymore. I was just living life and like going through college and things of that nature and like having to figure out like what I would do after college and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm not going to like drop out or anything for music. Like I'll graduate for sure because <laughs> uh, a backup plan is always a good idea. It's a great but idea. As time progressed and I continued to just like not really be like jazzed about anything I was doing in college or like any job that was headed my way. 
I started like fall in love with like making music again. And eventually it came to the point where I did start like, cause I tore down my whole studio in my room. I was like, this is it, dude, I'm not even doing this. I, I put it up in my closet and then 10 months later I packed it back out slowly but surely. And now I have a whole thing set up, but I started to really think of like, like why I wanted to make music and like who I'd be making music for. Um, myself is the answer. Good. Uh, solid. Yeah. But I started like asking myself those questions, just like why a lot. Eventually I just like, it went from like melodies in my head to I mean melodies on the computer to writing lyrics to the melodies. And then just again, starting to convey how like situations I was in or like more so now how I'm feeling. Cause I feel like I've become a lot better of a songwriter than I was, but now I'm moving into like this, like very, uh, I just don't even know what to call it. It's like very, um, synth pop, I guess, but maybe like, not really, I guess just pop music in general. Very like, uh, Sorry about that, guys. We had to like cut out a little bit because of technical difficulties. But we are back, and Sam was just telling us about the type of new pop that he was going towards. So kind of. Yeah, I don't even want to say pop because it kind of like puts it in a box, and I don't want to, I mean, it sounds stupid, but like like any, like any gram four. So like any creative uh, like doesn't want to yeah. be like put in a box or like told what he has to do and those things. Um, so anyone who doesn't know what the Enneagram is, it's a personality test. I, I recommend it personally. Yeah bunch of different types it's you'll understand more but yeah people who do sam's a type four <laughs> i'm a type eight so i guess it makes more sense of why you don't want to be put in the box i understand now exactly <laughs> but yeah so it's like very like um laney quinn like jeremy zucker chelsea cutler i don't want to say it's all sad music but not super sad because i don't write stuff like like x or anything yeah but, yeah but just like very um emotional i think yeah. it's a better word yeah Ex- yeah that's that good <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with being sad there's nothing wrong with being emotional but i know what you mean like yeah, I've listened to Laney before and I'm like, bro, why am I so fucking sad right now? <laughs> this song is fine. I don't know why I'm like so emotional, but it's more of like an emotional genre, I would say at least. No, a hundred percent, dude. I mean, I wasn't introduced to them for I wasn't introduced to them until twenty twenty eighteen, my freshman year of college. Okay. My friend Hannah introduced me to her and I was just going through a rough season. And not the best time to be introduced to Laney. It's not but, the best time. But, I agree. But, yeah, but, I, <laughs> but I got my Spotify rap for the year. But and for those of you who don't know, it basically just tells you like your top artist, your top song, and like, gives you like a playlist <laughs> of it. And um, 13 by Laney was my number one song of the year because I literally played it so much because I was just. That song is good, though. Oh, that's great. I love it, dude. Yeah. And they've ended up being like, I got a I got a notification this week that they were the artist of my decade because they've been number one for the past three years. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Lady Solid, dude. They just released that uh, a new EP, I think it was, or a couple songs. Yeah, Mama's Boy. Yeah, yeah Mama's Boy. That's what it was. Yeah, it's good stuff. Dude, Lady's great. I was in the same season. Nah, I fucking hate the word season, but I was in the time <laughs> of my life where I was listening to Lady and I was really sad too. And I'm like, this probably isn't the best idea. Because, bro, it's like literally like just an emotional group of dudes making music. <laughs> but the other side of that, the other side of that, it goes back to what we were saying is that like a lot of those feelings that I got from those songs, I probably wouldn't have felt unless I listened to them. So like, very they, true. So very they, true. So they put words to my emotions as cliche as that sounds, but no, no, I, I, I totally get that, man. It makes total sense. But in the sense of with you, are you trying to like, would you say they inspired you to make the music you have today? Or they're just kind of like a little bit of like, kind of like their music. Oh no, a hundred percent. The, Maybe I shouldn't say 100%, but a, a great yeah. majority of the music I'm making is very, is very Laney inspired, Paul Jason Klein vocals. Yeah, I've been yeah. like watching a ton of their interviews and just like, like 
hearing about their songwriting process and just like things that they do that, um, makes up, like makes up Laney as a whole. Yeah. I'm not trying to like copy anybody or anything. No, like that, no, but, um, but I mean, in, in the, in the realm of creativity, everybody, everybody pulls from somebody cause that's just how you get inspiration. And I hate when people are like, oh, he bit like this off of this person. I'm like, that's, that's literally just the way the world works. That's literally like, life. Unless you like just copy somebody like word for word, but. Bro, in the sense of like, that's, you look at like successful artists today and they even say like, yeah, yo, I was highly influenced by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So no, I don't think there's anything wrong with 100%. that. hundred percent. Him and them and them, Jeremy Zucker and Quinn 92. I remember seeing Quinn 92 out in Santa Fe. Um, <laughs> you were there, weren't you? I'm Meow Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. And that was, that was a wonderful show. And Chelsea Cutler was there too. That's before she blew up. Yeah. And she was just telling everybody about how she dropped out of college, which she doesn't recommend. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she was telling everyone she dropped out of college for this. And like, she's phenomenal. And she signed a visionary music group and she just like gets things done. But I remember being so inspired, like pretty much at every concert I go to, I'm like, this is like, I want to do this. Like, yeah, this, this is so cool. Fucking awesome. Yeah. I love going to concerts and them. Like the, I like, even my good buddy and I say this, we're like, we love concerts. I mean, not necessarily for the, for the, obviously we love it for the music, but like in those times where they're going from song to song or set to set where they're just like, I want to tell a random story about this or that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like I saw magic city hippies at meow wolf. And this guy basically said, man, I've never been to this place. We booked this place last minute. And I really wish I was on LSD right now performing to you guys. And then he went on this whole <laughs> spiel of like how he did LSD and how it makes him feel and how it helps his music writing. And I'm like, what are we even talking about now? But I like, like this little aspect of like content. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So now I'm curious because I don't know. I, I've, I've freestyled in the car before I make beats on my fucking table. Like kind of just yeah. randomly. how does one go from like, okay, I want to make a song. Where do you start? What do you do to the final product? Because I've seen, you know, I, I live with, I, I live with two bands, um, no diving inside Montero. And I'm always like, okay, I want to see where you guys like start and finish. And yeah. I always think it's so cool. So now I'm curious how in the sense of like, I'm a single artist, how do, how do you basically create a song? All right. Well, I know, I know Peter and those dudes from no diving. I don't know. I don't know who side Montero is, but I'm, yeah, I'm another, curious. Another random band. Yeah. But for myself, somebody else makes me beats. I, I, I've, I've tried to sit down and I've tried to produce things and it just like doesn't click in my head. Yeah. Um, it's and, hard. May, and maybe one day it will. Cause I, sh I sure as hell hope it does, but for the moment it doesn't. And um, yeah. So other people just made me beats, whether it be people I know or just people off the internet. Solid. And then I just end up paying for the license or whatever. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So I just download the MP3 file and then before I buy all of it, I make sure that I like have a song written to it so I can like make sure that everything goes smooth and I'm not just like wasting money. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for me and this, this changes so, so much because inspiration hits at weird times. And then I learn how to write a song better or I learn how to pull inspiration from this instead of like this. And like, I learned how to convey a message in this way, whereas I was conveying it like in a super poor way previously. So I don't know, I guess like, I guess I can try to break down like a song. What do you think? <laughs> You're um, fine if you don't know how, or if you don't, if you don't like. No, I got you. Like the, the words for it. No, I got you. Um, like a song that I wrote this week uh, is called nine to five. And it's just because I. I just went through a breakup yeah. and it's just, it's called nine to five because I mean, nine to five is 40 hours a week. So I just talk about in the song, how I'm trying to stay busy because I don't want to like, again, it's, it sounds sad, but like, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts because it's just easy at nighttime and you end up starting to believe things that like re realistically aren't even true. Yeah. Um, I hear you. And you just, get, you just get super down. So I mean, at, for the moment or in that moment when I was writing, I was like, man, I just want to be like 
super busy right now. So I like don't have to think about anything, which is like at the end of the day, very unhealthy. I don't recommend it, but coming out of a breakup, that's like a super easy thing to do. So that's what I wrote about. And, um, that one, I didn't have a beat and I just had the melody in my head. And one day I just like sung it out and I was like, cool. I was like, that's heat. So (laughs) I wrote it down and then just finished there. Started with the chorus, went to the verse and then the bridge and had to figure out how to mix my vocals better for like pop music because I was used to hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to sound, see how that sounds now that I know the inspiration behind it. I'll, I'll show you after. Dude, it's uh, the songs are are very interesting when I'm in the sense of like, you listen to one song and you're like, oh, this is good. Like, this is awesome. And then you watch an interview on NPR yep. or on YouTube or, where, or wherever and you're like, holy shit, this song has a complete different meaning yep. of what I thought it was. Yep. And then it changed the whole perspective of how this song was. Like I saw Childish Gambino or Don Glover, whatever you guys want to identify him as. Gambino. I saw him go into the depth of Redbone and I'm like, wow, I had no idea this song was even about this. Yeah. And to everybody else, everybody's like, well, where's, where's Gambino? Like, this is trash. Like, yeah. I was like, dude, you don't even understand. Isn't it, yeah. It, it's, it's like in a different where it's like, it's, it's really just people talking about their feelings and their emotions. That's it. And that's more than like, that's probably more than like the artists that I usually lean towards. Yeah. Cause yeah, you get the people that are just going for the bops, dude. Like they're just talking about random shit and random stuff. And it's like, this doesn't even make any sense. Uh Like Drake literally said, I'm going to pop a half a Xan and fall asleep on a plane. And I work in the medical field and I'm like, bro, half a Xan is fucking nothing. It is literally, it doesn't make any sense. And so I'm like, you guys are just saying stuff just for like the, the clout, really. <laughs> Break it down, man. So, yeah. And so that's why I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But when I hear artists like Childish Gambino or Kid Cudi or Mac Miller or Anderson Pack, and even the sense of like other, like Devander Banhart or St. John the Broken Bones, like all these people, they, songs actually make not only themselves, but other people feel what yeah. they're trying to say, which I really enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was like. That's why I mean, I, I hate to talk about, I don't hate to talk about Laney again. No, but, you're good. Laney's awesome, dude. Yeah. Like Laney dropped Malibu nights and yeah. <laughs> dude, and I, I like can't express how much that album like got me through. And even then people probably hear that and like this, like this album is literally like the saddest thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I understand that. Oh, it's fucking sad. But no, yeah. it really is. But at the time, like that just resonated with me. So like me being able to be like, like I feel this way too. And being able to just like, it sounds like I'm being self-depreciating, but like cry and listen to this music. No, and, there's and nothing wrong with self-depreciating about that dude. Everyone, I cry to music all the time. Yeah, crying's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. A plus everyone should do it. Yeah, everyone should do it. For um, sure. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, like that album, like, like beyond measures for me, like that, that album holds a special place in my heart now. And I can tie that back to a certain emotion or like situation that I was in. And um, even now be able to write songs about how I felt in that moment and be able to like rely on, yeah. The way Laney conveyed it and being able to like being able to like influence that into the music I make today. So it's a, it's an odd process, but music is music. Music is crazy. Music is crazy. So now let's just say like, in maybe not so much who, I mean, maybe it is, I don't know who are your, who are your, like, would you say like your top five favorite musicians of all time are all time. My number one is always going to be Mac Miller. Okay. Um, Solid. I, I love Mac watching movies with the sound off got me through my parents' divorce when I was a kid. And I wasn't like doing drugs or anything that he was doing, but like being able to know that he was sad and like was like missing somebody or whatever. Yeah, um, and just sure, going man. through heartache. Same thing that I said. So yeah, Mac, my number two is Laney. And then my number three is probably Jeremy Zucker. Number four. I know I'm going to get hated on because of this dude, because they're all like newer wave people. You're and, like, good. You're good. I mean, everyone has their own pre- preferences. Music is subjective. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Mac, Laney, Jeremy Zucker, and then... You said this was like the one that was like the new wave. Which one was that? Chelsea Cutler for sure and Quinn. I wouldn't put them in like my top five or anything like that. Okay. I do love their music and like them as people, but I don't know. It's pretty controversial for me to say, but like Kanye is a great creative. Dude, Kanye, I, Kanye is in my top five. Like Kanye, is, Kanye is wonderful. Yeah. I also really like the Lumineers. The Lumineers are the shit. I don't care what anybody says, dude. No, it is. It's, it, I, I, I get where people are like, oh, they're mainstream and I understand. I get it. But dude, like Sleep on the Floor, like the music video and the song. Holy oh, shit, wait, dude. I, can, I honestly can't watch Sleep on the Floor because I would be like, all right, I'm fucking driving to the Grand Canyon right now. Yep. Who wants to come? It's, it's the worst. I've done it before. I've been where I've been watching Sleep on the Floor in my living room and I get so bored. This was actually in the midst of like our other quarantine where we're on lockdown. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to drive to Taos today. And I'm like, who wants to come with me? And so they ended up, we ended up going to Taos and Ram Day just because I'm sitting there <laughs> on the watching fucking Sleep on the Floor by the Lumineers eating my instant pack of oatmeal. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go do something fucking awesome today. Uh, that's like why I uh, just, music is great, man. And I miss when Lumineers were kind of like low and used to do concerts in like Taos and like, Durango when it was like oh I could drive there and they're really cheap now they like open for the U2 and have all this other crazy shit I'm like oh gosh I'm happy with that I'm not <laughs> no and that's the thing dude and people are like oh, like oh I don't listen to mainstream music because I'm like so much cooler than you but I'm like it's mainstream because it's good I mean and that's I, don't quote me on that because some mainstream music is just awful yeah um, I agree no totally I understand but a lot of the big artists that blow up and all the fans are like um, they call them like gateway fans because they're like like oh I've been here since like day one like I don't want yeah. you anymore, but like, like Jack Harlow, do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I everybody found out about him, about what's popping. But before that, I, and I had been listening to him since like 2017, but in my mind, I saw him blow up and I was like, like, like good for this dude. Like he's been literally grinding his ass off for like four years uh, to get to this point. Why but, wouldn't you want your favorite artist to blow up? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And everyone else is like, nah, fuck this guy now. I'm like, it's like, why? Like, yeah. Why do you want them to do like these little concerts at Meow Wolf, which are awesome. I'm not saying they aren't, but like. No, fucking good for Jack Harlow and good for the Luminaries because, you know, they're actually, like, getting the recognition they, they deserve, yeah, man, exactly. for sure. And, like, once you get to that stage, and, like, I obviously understand where, like, yes, you might have to make some bops along the way. Yeah. But once you're up there, dude, you can make whatever the hell you want. I mean, like, Childish Gambino's latest album, people hate it. And I'm like, yeah. no, this is so good. Yeah. This is, like, what he really was. Because, like, you need to see the sense of, like, oh, I liked uh, Childish Gambino's 3005 and Summertime Magic. And I'm like... Yes, those are good, and I understand, but, like, have you heard Cul-de-Sac? Have you heard his older EPs? What about his newer stuff? And I was like, nah, nah, nah. It's like, well, then, like, I don't know what you really want out of this music game, you know? Yeah. And I hate, dude. And this <laughs> this is even the sense of, like, the dating world or, like, Tinder or whatever. So I've been on dates, dude, and, like, I will always ask this question or it always comes with, like, okay, what kind of music you listen to? And it always goes to, like, okay, who your favorite artist is? Of course. And sometimes they say people, and I'm like, Ugh. God, and I, I hate to be, <laughs> I hate to be pretentious, dude. I hate what I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I can't, I can't agree that 21 Savage is one of your favorite artists of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not bagging on 21 Savage in any sense, but like out of all the people in the world, he's your favorite. Once I went on this day, dude, and I told, I told her and I'm like, yeah, you know, I really enjoy Prince. And they're like, Prince, what do you mean? Who's Prince? And I'm like, you can't, got to be kidding me. And I'm like, Prince, you know, Purple Rain, you know, like in the little red Corvette no like understanding i'm like you need to go home yeah and listen to prince like <laughs> prince will make you feel fucking amazing and like even like all these old artists that people don't mean like realize where the shit but are the shit you know and i, I i'm gonna bring michael jackson into this in this conversation yeah. where he was like iconic dude where he made music where it was like 
oh my gosh, this guy is literally like making magic that will forever be known in a sense. And like even going to like the rock realm where it's like, you got the red hot chili peppers, you got guns and roses, ACDs, all these, all these people where it's like, and they're just creating stuff. That's like generational music for life, dude. Yeah. And it, it like, it really freaks me out, dude. Cause like you see artists like make music now. And like, I think J Cole said it in a verse one time where he was like, you're just, you, your new artists are just riding the wave. You're making bops. That's what's in right now. Yep. But he's like, what's going to happen when those kids grow up and that's not the wave anymore. And he's like, they're going to end up on loving hip hop. Basically what he said, <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it was a pretty gnarly verse. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's fucking true. Like, and like, I like look at the sense of like, what do these artists do to sit down and create this beautiful masterpiece of a song? That's like, I want this song to be remembered for generations, you know, but people are still fucking raging to the Beatles and the Beatles. Of course. <laughs> I was like 60 years ago, man. Like it was crazy to me. And, and it all goes back to the same thing. Cause I think that the stuff that the stuff that's like mainstream now is what you're like, whatever, whatever you want to call it, a bop, a hit, whatever. Yeah. Stuff gets played on the radio a thousand times. Some of it is going to be heard like later down the line, but a lot of it, a lot, like you're saying, a lot of it isn't. And I think no, that no, it all, yeah. it all ties back to the same thing of like being able to have people, have people relate to what you're saying. I mean, like pop, pop half his and fly to London, whatever. That's cool that Drake says that. Awesome. He lives a great lifestyle, whatever. It, yeah. But, but that's not going to resonate with somebody in 10 years. Bro, and the, the back to the resonation thing, it's like what really is, is unsettling is, you know, what these artists are saying, kids listen to, man. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times. Okay, well, let me backtrack. I can't tell how many times that I've seen a high schooler with a gun at a party or like a sense of like, just like random shit. I'm like, why do you have this? For, for what reason do you have this? And it's like, oh, well, let me put it on Kiss 97.3. And I'm like, well, these fucking rappers are talking about it. Like, yep. it's like, yeah, we're going to do drugs, have guns and do stupid shit. And that leads to problems, you know? And like, and I'm not like in any self way or it's like saying like in a racist sense of saying like, no, you guys need to understand what you're saying has impact on these kids, you know? And like, and like, um, yeah, I'm gonna go back to that same call. J Cole said, like J Cole said that these white kids loves that you don't give a fuck. And so that's what they, that's what they see when they think of what it's like to be black. And it's like, yeah, no. Yeah, go uh, ahead. A hundred percent, because I just learned about this in my, one of my family child studies class. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't care. DM me. Yeah, um, it's it's like a cultural appropriation for them to like, for, how do I say this? White people like vicariously live through the African-American community through hip hop music because they do the things that they think are cool because it's broadcasted all over the world. Yeah. But in their heads, they sing and like rap about this stuff in like their dorm rooms, whatever, et cetera. But they don't face all like the actual consequences that come with the life that these people may or may not be living. And to them, it's kind of just like another way of living, just not their own. Yeah, um, dude. So it's a hundred percent. It influences the pay, the way people like think and like behave and move. And I'll be a strong supporter on this because the amount of people that have sat down and been like, look, dude, this, this music is not good for you and you should not be listening to it. Like you're a believer and you listen to this. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't have a huge influence on me, but that's because like myself personally, I think I think I can like, I think I'm allowed to, one, be able to dictate like what goes into my ears. Yes. But also to decide how that impacts me. Like this music is not like mind controlling. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it does influence you. You may have thoughts that you wouldn't have had before, but at the end of the day, you know, you, and you know, what's right and wrong. Yeah. I had to write this. I literally wrote a 20 page paper on this in high school for my senior. Well, it's the same dude, where it's like, dude, we can talk about like the whole believer Christianity thing where it's like, yeah, that's just, 
it's just bullshit. It's really what it is. In the sense of like, I can't tell you how many times I'm not saying Christianity is bullshit. I'm saying a lot of the aspects are bullshit. Yeah. And so like, why can you tell me what I can and can't listen to, but you're okay with like basically saying like, if you're homosexual, it's a, it's a problem. And so like, I don't know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a problem with me where it's like, you know, basically, and I had this problem with people growing up where it's like, I remember like I fucking hated worship music and I still kind of do. I really don't like it. I don't think it's good. And like, I've heard songs that I'm like, okay, this is a good song for sure. hundred percent. I agree. But then there's times where it's like, I don't want to be shoved this stuff down my throat. Yeah. And I, I know I, I would like to know what's right or wrong. And I would like to know like, yeah, maybe it does put thoughts in your head, but realistically, dude, like if I want to listen to Mac Miller talking about his songs where he had drug problems, I am going to listen to it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Like, I think that, I think that in society, everyone tries to put like a cook, like a, like a cookie cutter on everybody and thinks that every same situation is the same. So like, and in that, like in a microscopic view, like every person is the same and they're going to hear things. And in this instance, they're going to hear this music and it's going to influence the same way it would influence anybody else. Yeah. Um, which is a total load, dude. Like it's like, that's not how, that's not how people work. Like we're all different. We're all very different. A hundred percent. And that's why like I had a, a touch base on the, like, the worship thing. I'm not a big fan of contemporary worship, but like, that's why I said I listen to Christian hip hop. Like if I yeah. really want to like worship, then that's all like turn on Andy Minnie or like Lecrae or yeah. like X, Y, or Z, because they have songs that talk about that stuff in the realm of like my own type of music. So it makes sense. It does make sense. And then back to like what we were saying where it's like, we have to be careful with like, also like, you know, I am 24 years old and I know like why carrying a gun and doing drugs is bad. Like to a party in the yeah. sense of, like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting course. into the whole like tilt and carry conversation, but like in the sense of like, we went to, this was not the other day, but this was like a year ago. My, my roommates and I went to the party and while we were there, we were like, what the hell? This, this kid literally just walked in. Like, I mean, I don't know if he, he was probably like 19, 18. He walked into this party and he straight up just had a gun sitting in his pocket. Like no need ha- halfway out of his pocket. I'm like, what the hell? Like Why? Why do you have this right now? And what the problem is? Cause you know what? I can't tell you how many countless of stories that I've heard, not only in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but even in the neighborhood that I live in where it's like, Oh, this kid got shot at a party or like this kid is dead because of this. This kid is dead because of that. I'm like, bro, it's because these fucking kids thinks it's okay to just carry out around this random ass gun and ruin people, man. And like, even like this phenomenal athlete that's supposed to come out of Santa Fe high school, he got shot at a party, bro. Yep. That's like, that sucks. And that's, it should not ever be a thing, man. And so like going back to the music sense of like these rappers or maybe not even rappers, just artists in general saying like, oh, it's okay to do this stuff. I have to be like, it's okay that you like want to say stuff like that. But you also need to understand that like these kids who can't really think for themselves and don't really understand who they are, think this is a real thing. And they're like, you know, I do need to get a gun. I do need to shoot someone if someone crosses me. And I'm like, this is, this is a big problem. No, a hundred percent. And to like, not take back what I said, but to reinstate, I guess, to add more thought to it. I think that I definitely agree with you that the image they portray and the yeah. things that they say are okay are completely like horrible. Like, and nobody should do yeah. those things. But I will say that, how should I phrase this? How should I phrase this? I will say, and this sounds selfish of me. You are right about the kids who can't think for themselves. Yeah. Um, As far as like, I'm thinking that's okay. But as you get older, I don't think it's an excuse. No, of course not. Of course not. I, yeah. yeah, I agree. 
And that could just go back to the sense of like, you just were never like really taught like what it is to right or wrong, you know? Yeah. And that, I mean, that falls on like a ton of different topics. I mean, oh, it could be a ton of conversation that we could spend four hours talking about. And we'll get so off topic. But the little sense was just back to music is that it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. Of and course. how much we talk about like, you know, Laney made you feel this way or the luminaries made me feel that way or all these good feelings that come with it. There's also a lot of music that make people feel in a bad way. Oh, 100%. And in a big way, you know, where it's like people need to realize that music has a bigger impact on what people think, you know? Yeah. Like look at like, like <laughs> if you even see it in the sense of like probably in the nineties when parents, when kids were listening to Tupac, their parents were probably like, you're not listening to Tupac anymore. This is ridiculous. But then now you look in the sense of 2020 and bro, Tupac Shakur is being studied in like universities and like, yeah, I mean, it's poetry. It's yeah. And so it's like, this is crazy how it just, changes from generation to generation what lyrics mean and what lyrics don't you know of course well and, go ahead go ahead and i said it's just weird how like sometimes songs like wasn't a hit then but it's a hit now you know like i i hate that i'm gonna use this example but lizzo's truth hurts bro she dropped that song back in like 2017 really it's been out for years i didn't know that yeah and all of a sudden it got hit like like six months ago and it's like that's just so weird why it's hitting right now but it wasn't then you know and like where it's like I don't know, like in the sense of like saying that we use like generational artists is like, yeah, Bob Marley was hitting back then, but now he's hitting even bigger now, you know? And it's just crazy to think about that, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that, I don't know, to touch base on what you're saying about how it can bring people together and like in like a negative aspect, but also in positive aspects. I, I've said this honestly countless times, but I told people, because I mean, we're both believers. I've told people that nothing brings people together more Obviously, Jesus brings people together more, but second to that is music. Like I, I was mm -hmm. sitting in a concert one time at Isleta, and it was just obviously a song where everyone had their phone phone lights out, and they were just like swaying or whatever. And I turned around and I was like, "There is a lot of people here, bro. Like this yeah. is, and this is just one stadium. And imagine like how many how many sets they sell out throughout the United States. Like that's a lot of people. But if you get back behind the wrong the wrong movement or the wrong statement, like it's it's not good. No, people died because of like because of like believing in music, you know? Yeah. It's like crazy. Look at like, bro. I mean, we can say conspiracies all we want all day, but like, yeah. yo, Tupac and Biggie died because of basically just disagreements through music. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously there are other stuff, senses yeah. that did not help it, but like basically it was like, it was an East Coast versus West Coast thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it wasn't just like necessarily in Tupac and Biggie who died because of that, because of that, that like rivalry. But I bet there's people who are like, oh, I'm a diehard East Coast rap fan. Right? Yeah. And then, Cross the person who's like, oh, no, I'm a diehard West Coast rap fan who probably injured or maybe even killed people because of maybe differences, dude. Yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not because of the rap, but well, mainly just because rap is tied in. Well, that rap was tied in with a lot of like gang activity and yeah. things of that nature. So I don't know. I, I can agree with you though. Like, there, there's definitely division found in music on all on all platforms, um, no matter the genre. Yeah. So, and like in the whole like, you got diss tracks. You got artists coming from people's throats. This is like, for money, though. This sucks, dude. Like, it is for money, and I agree. But then you see, like, these artists where it's like, fuck, man. Like, I guess so sad thinking, like, seeing people, like, 6 9 fucking blow up through the roof. Yep. And make all this money. But then you have artists like Quinn and then, like, all these other, like, low, like, low time rappers. Not low time rappers, but, like, small time rappers where I'm like, your music is so good. But you're not getting the recognition you deserve. And it upsets me, man. It gets me really, really sad. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I mean, to put a little bit of thumbtack into that and we can finish it is like, I always, 
I always wonder why all of like the super misogynistic, super like gang violence stuff is like so big. And it's because people like, I mean, people are drawn to that and nobody wants to listen to somebody talk about how like, it's a whole reason why like Laney's not as big as Bro. maybe Drake is an exception, but like nobody, everybody, like nobody wants to listen to Laney talk about their feelings. They'd much rather listen to like, I don't know, Polo G talk about how he just got done like killing four people or like, and that sounds very like basic of me, but no, yeah. Uh, I mean, how, I, that's just like what, what a lot of rap is today. I mean, and that may be what they live, but. Bro, in the sense of like, I, I even do it sometimes where yeah. it's like, I'm cruising to my, my Mima's, my grandma's house and I'm <laughs> fucking bumping this song about trapping and fucking killing. And then I walk in, I'm like, Hey Mima, how are you? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause it's like, like you said, where it's like people just like hearing that stuff, man. It makes know. you feel different. It's I, weird. I don't know what it is about it, but I mean, I mean I'm more drawn to that kind of song. And I hate to say it, but I'm more drawn to that kind of song than any other kind of rap music most of the time, unless I'm like in my fields or something, because I, I don't know. Like that's just, that's just the way the world works right now. And I have yet to figure it out. It's weird, dude. Music makes everyone feel in a weird sense of way. And then it's just, you can even like thumbtack music to people where it's like, man, this, this song meant nothing to me. But for some reason, when I listen to it with you, like it makes it, I love this song, you know, and every time I listen to it, I think of you or one time my friends and I were doing this and we had this great experience while listening to this song. So every time yep. I listen to this song or this artist is like, damn, I remember that time my friends, we were having like one of the greatest moments of our life and forever. Like that song will be in like a little ball of like one of your favorite memories and also could be in like a little ball, whatever your worst memories, yeah, you know, and it's sure. crazy. It's crazy how much music impacts our life. And we don't even, we don't even know it, dude. We don't even realize it. A hundred percent. I mean, that's why people always say like, Oh, I, how should I say this? That's why people always say like, oh, I'm not going to show my girlfriend X, Y, or Z artist because if we break up, then it's just going to make me think of her. <laughs> and like, and I, I mean, I'll be honest. There's definitely some music that I'm like, nah, I can't. Cause like if we break up, I gotta, I gotta, no, go, I, I gotta go to listen to this and not I think of you. Dude. I mean, music is memories. No matter, no matter how you say it, like you can, you can listen to any song and that memory will <clears> either be you by yourself driving up to the crest or something. Or it's like, oh, I was with like one of my old best friends, Aaron. And I was like doing this with him or like I was going through a breakup. Like it's, everything's tied to memories, dude. It really is. And that's why I like, I love talking to people who just create stuff that possibly like impact people that they won't even realize. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I was so happy when I released like, yeah, who wants to be on the people's cup? We're looking for new guests. And when you said, I was like, dude, I know we've been talking about it for months. We couldn't get a date, but now we got it. I'm like, fuck yeah, perfect. Let's do it. Because I love talking to people about the, how they create and how they hope their creation inspires others. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just to do the same thing that it did for me when I was growing up would be literally phenomenal. Um, It'd be the best, dude. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's, that's about at 48 minutes, which is a solid podcast, dude. I'm trying to keep it under an hour recently. Good Sean. And um, dude, I would love to ask you for the final question is uh, how do you, as a, not even necessarily an artist, but as a person inspire others? And how would you, like, how do I hope to inspire them? Or how do you inspire them? Whatever you, you could do hope, you could do it. You, you, could, you could do whatever you want with that question. How do you do or how do you hope? But basically hope to inspire people to create content for themselves and for others. Yeah. I, I'll speak specifically, I guess, to the music. Yeah, for sure. I have an EP coming out at the end of the year. And I hope that when people hear it, one, like we said, that you'll be able to feel your emotions to the fullest extent, like as much as you need to be. And if I apply words to your feelings, like that's, 
that's the end goal. But I want people to know that it's okay to feel feelings. I mean, I was raised to not like just to not speak about them because I mean, yeah, that's just toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, I, was <laughs> yeah. just, I was just, I was afraid to talk about them. Cause I was like, you know, everyone's going to think that I'm like girlish or like whatever. And I'm too emotional. And even to this day, people tell me I'm way too emotional. And I'm like, nah, it's not my fault, dog. That's just how I was raised. So I hope that the music I create allows people to one, feel like it's okay to feel feelings, whether it be in closed spaces or with your friends, but also two, at the end of the day, to know that you can sit in your feelings for as long as you want and whatever's healthiest for you. But at some point it does become unhealthy and you need to be pointed back to ultimately Jesus. But I just want people to know that it's okay to feel how you feel. Cause I mean, I've been told one too many times that my feelings are just invalid and irrational. I'm like, but this is like, this is how I feel. And sometimes I are like invalid and irrational, but like, this is how I feel in the moment. And if I want to feel this way, I want to feel this way. So I hope that people hear my music and are able to really resonate with that and be like, okay, like I did just go through a breakup or like, I mean, the same thing. My parents did just get divorced and I'm going through a pretty rough time and I don't want to bottle it up. And hopefully if they don't have any other outlet, they can listen to my music and be like, okay, like I get this. And like, this is my little thing that I can use to be able to get through some things. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I am like really pumped to like hear the EP and hear all your other future projects just to know like that's your inspiration because like, Thanks, man. Making people feel more comfortable and great with their own feelings and emotions were in the sense of like, maybe they're not told, you know? Yeah. That's I think that's great, man. But Sam, dude, thanks for being on. Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks for, for coming on me, the man. People's Cup, man. I appreciate it. As always, we are always down to talk to really genuine people about the things they're doing. And I, I love that we got to able to, to get you on the podcast and it's going to be releasing here. People's your thoughts and emotions and feelings about what you're doing. So thanks, dude. Yeah, of course. Um, so I just want to remind the listeners, man, you know, with this new year upon us, 2021, we don't know what's next. <laughs> we don't know what's next. We don't know what's coming. Obviously we know that 2020 was insane and one for the books and kind of very, very hard for a lot of us. But I just want people to hear basically after talking with Sam is like, it's okay to feel a certain type of way and kind of send those emotions and feelings about it. And sometimes yeah. even turn on the music. Maybe turn on Sam and listen to his stuff, man. <laughs> but I just want to remind people that, or I want to remind people that there's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel that this devastating bass year will be in the past and we'll be moving to something new. So Sam, this is Sam Wilmot signing off with the People's Cup. Thanks for having me, guys. Later. And this is Ray signing off with the People's Cup. Cheers, guys. Not too good at trusting how I feel sometimes. Quick to act upon it, pay the price the same night I might hurt somebody, but I don't mean to Think about myself too much and then it all just fades to blue And your bedroom lights don't look the same tonight And your caller ID, something I don't wanna see Make myself guilty for only thinking about me I know it's wrong for me to think that I'd be fine tonight Not too good at trusting how I feel sometimes Quick to act upon it, pay the price the same night I might hurt somebody, but I don't mean to Think about myself too much and then it all just fades to blue Forty hours, that's what I'm looking for So I don't see my